Hola, welcome to Salvi Mujeres Talk. I am Oti. I am Tati. And we are two mujeres, primas, y amigas embracing our raíces salvadoreña. Reaching out to share with our Salvi community con la misma curiosidad. Hola, hola. Salvi Mujeres Talk here. You have Oti and you have Tati here. Good morning, Tati. How are you, prima? I'm good, thank you. Good morning. I need to be honest. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. I know that we don't do this podcast like with a video, but if you could see us right now, it's we're, we we look tired, but we look good too. So <laughs> I'm like I'm excited to be recording with you as we have shared in the past. This is our moment, our time to do something that we are enjoying doing. And we really hope that everybody that is listening, you can also enjoy and learn something from this. And bueno, darles como this little bug, un bichito, un micro, un, como dices, si un bichito, un mosquito que les pique, that need to do a research or a connection with your roots. So here we are. One more episode. Yes, another episode down. So we have been doing this project since January of 2022 when we launched this project. And it's been fun. We've learned throughout the throughout the way, Tamien, as well. I started thinking about it, Prima, that just, um, what, a couple of weeks ago, officially a year ago, is when we had this brilliant idea of us doing some type of podcast, doing some kind of something. I don't even, I don't even know if it was necessarily a podcast. I think we were, we had talked about YouTube, right. To record and yeah. everything. And of course, I think thinking about recording ourselves on YouTube was probably like, ah, so let's like maybe <laughs> podcast. We can hide behind the microphone, you know, getting used to, <laughs> used to putting out there. Um, so I think podcasts worked out good for us. Yes. And I actually have heard that podcasts for introverts is like the best thing. Yo, I think we both nos canta platicar that this is actually perfect. Because I think if we were dying, if we were recording live or recording on YouTube, I think I would be so in my head and worried about Am I, do I look fine? Do I just look like I know. And it's certainly and today, perfect example, right? <laughs> I know. I mean, we need to be honest about this. I think it's a plus in a way because we also have had guests. And the first question is, are we going to be on a video? We're like, no, girl, relax. It's okay. You can be yourself. You can be in PJs. This is your your place to be so you can be whatever you want to be and I I, at the same time I admire the people that really puts the effort to put Mm -hmm. themselves out there and the makeup and everything that they do and they know their angles the light everything so I'm proud of them I wish we could be like that we're not there yet we're gonna get there sometime but not that close (laughs) (laughs) yeah seriously I think that's something that um 
Yeah. I'm and I tell, I think that that's between you and I, I think you're you're more willing to put yourself out there than I am. And and but I'm like that with my personal stuff too, my personal Instagram, my personal um accounts and everything. I don't I don't post much and everything post as much as I, you know, would want to. Um and I don't know if I do it because I want to keep things to myself or I just I'm like, no, this is although we are in the generation of technology, um, internet, but social media to me is still very new. Um, I think when I want to say me, maybe in the late my late twenties is when the whole social media platform came about, and you know people used it in different formatting, but. One day, one day I will for sure put myself a little bit more out there. I think it's part of, of who you are. What do you want? Uh, because yes, we're part of that change when e internet came. Mm -hmm. uh, you had to log in through a cable and then no one, <laughs> don't be using the phone at the house, right? But yes. um, I think because I've been there like guessing my personal um Instagram I have shared a lot of things now I'm at a, at a point that I'm like I don't want to share as much like posting I share more in my stories mm -hmm, um because mm -hmm. yeah I, the story has changed yes yeah because yeah. It, and, and I want to be more present too I love technology don't get me wrong we do this through a technology and social media um basis but yes I try to be more present enjoying more like yeah. not having the phone a hundred percent of the time and sometimes yeah. that make, makes it hard because I know that maybe we're not that present on Instagram as we should mm -hmm. but I appreciate people that even though we're not as active on our Instagram they're always there that's very nice because when we do post and share things it's because we're very passionate about it it's because we support someone else what they're doing because that's right. another thing that is very important for us to um, I like. help others so they can, yeah, so they can grow as well. Yeah. So it's exciting. All right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Very exciting. Okay. Um, so this being that, again, I know we try to compare and it's not always going to work, but we try to talk about things in Salvador and what is, and kind of compare it or what's prevalent or que es parecido de, de Salvador and living here in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, because believe it or not, we, we do have to, we share two different cultures. Right, we share the culture, our 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 cultures that nuestros nuestros um parents, and then here in the United States, it's a whole different culture as well that we've embraced. We've um Americanized it, if we want to say it that way. Um, so we try to kind of bring bring um both from different for different angles. Mm -hmm. So the next this episode, what we want to talk about son las leyendas. Their own ghost stories. Yeah. And if you read some of the, the leyendas salvadoreña, tiene un poquito compared to here in the United States. And it's super interesting because you kind of start, 
you know, because yeah, if you lived in a solo your whole life and everything, you this that's what you know. And then you come here and then you start questioning yourself. Wait, 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 wait. Like who who started this leyenda or who started these ghost stories? And why do they sound so familiar? It, <laughs> yeah. Right. There, there's <laughs> some of them that are very similar, others that they don't have anything related. And I, para los que nos escuchan, they're not sure a leyenda. What is a, a legend? And you're like, bueno, una leyenda is basically um it means it's a myth. Go, yeah, it's like a myth. And it's a story tale of uh, mm. real or fake facts. <laughs> Let's right. call it that way. That are, yes, and they are very, son muy propios del folklore of every country. And El Salvador, as we're sharing right now, it has their own. Once we start sharing about them, you're going to be like, ah, that's a leyenda. Yes, it is. So basically, these are stories that we all have heard of uh, from friends, but usually from elderly, our parents, our grandparents. I remember, of course, I learned about them in school back in El Salvador, but um, also from my abuelitas, like sharing stories that you will think, is it true what she's telling me right now? Oh my God. And my imagination went crazy thinking about the story. So Oti, please tell us about the stories that you, or leyendas that you were able to find during this research that we had made, that it was very interesting, let me tell you, because we have done it uh, before uh, Halloween here. Right. Yeah, we had, yeah. And, and mm -hmm. close as well to, to our Dia de los Santos Difuntos, which is on November 2nd. That mm -hmm. is the day that we commemorate our loved ones that are not longer with us. But when you think this, todo este mundo de imaginación, de paranormal, maybe. So yeah. that's why we decided to do this. So Oti, please share with us uh, what did you find about this? Well, I remember being told these stories by actually a good friend, friend that we um, grew up um, with in her dad and told us this story. It was on Halloween. She had like a little Halloween birthday party and he's like, he's really animated. And, um, and so he told us of La Siwanaba. That was my first encounter and understanding what it was and then of course <laughs> I went home and I told my parents about it they're like eh? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. they told you about it so it was it was cool but I remember and the thing is like I would um do you remember, remember the story, the story. Like I do mm -hmm. I do I remember the story but the way he he um described was that it was a woman that she was very ugly that she was very um and she turned she turned um to this uh, she was an ugly woman with big teeth long hair she had like a white a white gown and that she would stay in the, by the by the river bank and she would wait for for men that, that were drunk and everything and he they would she would then murder them or kill them or whatever um 
And I think that's that's the most that I can uh, just remember the, the story. Story. Mm-hmm. But then later, then I would hear it like, oh, yeah, because she was betrayed. And so that was punishing the men uh, because of her own betrayal. Um, So she was mad. So she turned into like this manic, crazy, crazy woman. Um, And you can you can hear you can hear women. um, People would say, oh, yep, she got another one. (laughs) Yeah, los, los, los gritos. But then recently, and I think that was it, because I think maybe my, I don't know if my parents maybe just didn't want to scare us or they just didn't want to share this, this idea or, you know, my dad, my dad was also very like, he, he, he did not believe in um, allowing us to think that Santo Claus was real <laughs> There you go. because he was devastated when he found out the truth and he didn't want to put that Aww, on us yeah so I don't know if my dad maybe didn't share with us because he also didn't want to like I don't want to scare my girls you know I don't want to give him that sort of thing so I really did besides that it, besides that I had not really heard of Leyenda and as as um as now as an adult hearing it um nice nice historias um, and then, of course, the one that I would always hear, again, being here in the United States, um, being very, very close to La Cultura Mexicana and everything, La Llorona, right? Yeah. So I was yeah. always compared to that. I mean, I was like, oh, in Mexico tienen La Llorona y aquí en, en El Salvador tienen a Sibanawa. And I think that was because the, the story so- sounded very familiar in a way. Yeah. Um, so I think that was definitely it. But I felt when we had talked about this, um, I don't know, months ago and everything, I was like, that would be really cool because I think it would, one, to share with my kids. Um, but then when I did talk to my dad about it, um, the storylines, you know, his his version of it was like, oh, yeah, son historias de los viejos que nos decía. Porque there was Is no that TV. real? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, había TV and he was like kind of laughing when he was telling me because he was just like, ah, you know, they were just, they just <laughs> oh, and they say it to scare us. So, and then at that time is when Menos dijo de la Sibana, like he me, me dijo, oh, you know, that was just para, para asustar los hombres, para que no anden allá de borrachos and being unfaithful. So yeah. it was something yeah. que le decían a los hombres, right? Yeah. I'm like, okay, so this is, you know, my dad, a realist. For sure. And then and then he was like, oh, el cepetillo. El cepetillo, oh, yeah. They would say that to the kids because I guess at some time, los niños se comían la ashes or something. Yeah, you and, know, there, there's always kids that they have that, or people, you know, that have the desire to eat, like, sand yeah, or clay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so when I heard that, the first thing I thought, I was like, oh, you know, that's a deficiency. Mm-hmm. And being in a poor country like El Salvador, that totally makes sense. I mean, some of these kids were probably very deficient in minerals, in vitamins, in nutrition, right? Yeah. Pure, because of and the their bodies were craving. Yeah. That right. taste. Yeah. Right. Right. And I say this because I've been struggling with, with anemia for, for years. And I do recall that there was this 
smell, I know, sorry, TMI, so this smell, <laughs> this smell of like, um, like a rock smell. I don't know. I can't describe it or anything. And I remember like loving that smell. Not that I wanted to eat it, but I loved it. And that's when I knew like, oh God, my anemia, my, it's back. I need to, my iron and whatever. Anyways. So then when he had mentioned, when he mentioned like, oh, see los niños, they would eat las, um, las cenizas. And so, so they would scare the kids saying, Te vas a you're going to turn to cepetillo, blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah. So that was yeah. my dad's version of, you know, they just see, well, say, no, cepetillo y la leyenda that is not real. Yeah. They just say <laughs> that. And again, like I said, like my dad was always very like, ah, don't believe in that stuff, whatever. But I still think it is part of our our cultural salvadoreño that definitely said from generation from generation to a generation. So I kind of feel like, damn, damn, that's this, you know, part of my <laughs> of my childhood. You should have yeah, been the one yeah. to share this with me. Anyways, I give him a hard time. But but you oh. know it. It is funny that you mention it like that because I remember listening or learning from Nasiwanaba this the same way, as you mentioned, that uh, she only appears to men, yeah, mm-hmm. and yes, unfaithful men. So I think it's a very she should be a very good like campaign, like I don't know, right? Like feminist one, I don't know. It's funny, pero sí me acuerdo que decían lo mismo. She had a long hair. She was ugly from her face, and she had big, long breasts, boobs mm-hmm. hanging there. Um, and when I was doing this research, um, yes, I mean she had a relationship supposedly with the con el dios del sol Tlaloc, and. She had a son, which was El Cipitio. That's why they're yes. so related, correct? And the thing is that Siwanaba, she's supposed to, she was supposed to go out to have fun with other men. Mm. Um, behind Tlalocs, he didn't know about that. But when he found about it, then he cursed her and made her ugly from her face. And this curse also made her um not only ugly right but she was supposed to have no home so that, that that's why she was obligated to be traveling the roads and staying on the river and that was the the funny thing right she or, or the purpose of Lasiwanaba was that to scare men so they can go back to their homes and stop doing whatever they were doing that wasn't okay <laughs> And then El Cipitio, um, because that was his mom. Yeah. Um, and this is the funny thing about El Cipitio because I think that's the most known leyenda that we have. Everybody knows about him, the big hat. Yes. And he's the always the big belly. He has un morro seco. Eh, mm-hmm. And I believe, I don't remember why he drinks in that morro, but this is the thing. In El Salvador, El Canal 10 is a cultural channel that you can see without having cable. It's a national Mm -hmm. channel. And there was this uh, actor, and I'm so sorry that right right now I don't remember the name, 
Daniel, I think is his name, I'm not sure, but he's been impersonating Del Cipitillo for years in El Salvador. So he had his show about stories of, uh, you know, being in the in the countryside, the things that he will do. He loves to eat bananas, the mangoes, um, ¿cómo se llaman esos mangoes? Majonchos, the small yeah. ones, the short ones that we have in El Salvador. And um, he's very, es muy travieso. Es muy, tra es muy travieso, just the same thing you said that he has the big belly and he had the ability to be able to teletransport from spaces <laughs> and his feet are deformed. And I believe that the laying says that uh, if you are over there on the countryside and you find out that you you can see his footprints. You need to be careful following them so you don't lose yes. where, where you're going, right? If you are trying to put attention to it, you're like, oh, oh don't do that, right? Uh, he's always close to the river as well as his mom, La Siwanaba. And he likes to goof around with girls, beautiful girls. And he whistles, he laughs, and he throws flowers. So, I mean... This one more than saying, oh, he's a scary leyenda and this and that. I don't think that much, but it's a very... No, I think it's like, yeah. a, he's like a prankster, right? Exactly. And, exactly. Um, That's yeah, what he is. And it's just, it, not to just maybe tele, tele, dale un poquito de miedo a los niños, but... Sí, in porque a, nunca creció. So that will be right. kind of like a Peter Pan, right? Yes. Never yeah. Really did yeah. It for a while oh, at all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a little Peter Pan there that he, he refused to to grow up. Uh, it was part of his curse as well, you know. But is those stories are, are interesting. I never saw Cipitio like in a scary way. Never. Mm -hmm. Never. Maybe because of that that show that I was telling you. Yeah. It was funny. It will make you laugh, the things that he will do and say. So yeah, I liked it very much. Yeah. So I did hear a little bit similar to doing that reading and trying to kind of just like trying to research what's on what's online, right? What mm -hmm. is what is So she was this beautiful woman and she was very vain of her beauty. Mm-hmm. And because she was so vain of her beauty, um, and yes, the 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 god of the unsun, it I did read that, Ike, mm -hmm. uh -huh, that he then punished her. Yeah, because she was so vain with her beauty, and was just like, you know what, you know, you're just, I guess, in a way, you're just so full of yourself. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're <laughs> so vain. Yeah. Yes. yes, and. And beauty should be not looked at as as this just you know taking taking advantage of your beauty and whatever. Yeah. And so she's been condemned to this curse <laughs> along with her son exactly because y que si se le aparece a los hombres in her beauty, but then mm -hmm. once close to they close to the, uh, <laughs> the river, then she turns into mm -hmm. this. <clears throat> scary woman with yes i love yeah. that <laughs> yeah um so i think that was always uh oh again todos tienen, tienen i'm sure and i and i do wonder that 
every region of the Salvador maybe tienen su own version of the story and what actually happened or or um they've changed it up or whatever but you know somehow along the way maybe it did turn into this ah, para asustar a los hombres, right yeah, maybe that was yeah. never, that was never the intention of the story or maybe it is real Can <laughs> i don't know i love it but who knows who knows so those are, I think, the the biggest ones. Is la la But there's another one um, that in, and I'm sure because I've another episodes I have um, shared to you, share with you all that I'm reading the book Solito from Javier mm-hmm. Zambora. So in this book, he talks about another. Um, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which one and i then looked it looked into it on online and it is el um cadejo, el cadejo. Yep. cadejo. and it is a it's a dog wolf kind of mm-hmm. uh, origin of a dog maybe a wolf more in everything and there's a black one and the white one and so they're yes. representing the good and the e and the evil and um that oh god i'm trying to think of the story the story but you know they are there to protect you the mm-hmm. white one to protect yeah. you and yeah. one of course of course and I, I think it comes down to the whole same the same thing and i remember my my parents would admit me decían you know tú tienes dos angelitos uno que te está diciendo to go mm-hmm. do bad things, you know, no, 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 whatever. And that was their way of kind of telling me, you know, the difference between right and wrong, blah, blah, blah. And so have you heard of it? Or just Yes, I did. No, I definitely did. When I was back in school again, like, oh, decían las amigas. But this is very common, right? Because there's going to be another le- leyenda that I'm going to share the same thing. They were like, mm. en la noche se escucha un chucho ladrando afuera, el cadejo. Ya no hay que salir porque el cadejo anda afuera. And you're like, how does the cadejo look, right? In the same right. thing. And usually the cadejo, it should be like the black one. However, it has the, the by, by color, by personality, the good and the evil, the white and the, and the black. Mm-hmm. But it was very beautiful something that I found, I liked it, I liked history, right, mm-hmm. but they supposed to say that in the pre-Hispanic uh, times, the indigenous people used to believe that dogs will help you to go to the other side when you passed away, but yeah. at the time of the, when the Spaniards came, and they colonized, um, the the leyenda of the cadejo suffered that change on the on the white and the black and, and I'm very sure because everything that indigenous people had to go through with those changes like um the slavery every every indigenous people they killed so that's why it's born like that right that both perros cadejos you know, they have different purposes, one to help you, one to take you down, bring you down. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's very curious. I've been there in El Salvador at the Cadejo Brewery. I need to mention this because that's the name, Cadejo. And I went to this one in Santa Rosa. And before I came here, there was only one over there in Zona Rosa, very small. The place very small, they, they just opened. But now that I went back, 
we went to this one in Santa Rosa. And what I want to mention, I have a picture over there sitting down with a mural with the mm -hmm. Cadejos. And I think I'm going to share it in our Instagram yeah. so people can see it because the place is very beautiful and really they share things about the, the leyenda. They share that mural. They share little wooden masks in, in Mascaras de Hierro as well with the leyenda. So if you have the chance, go and look into Cadejo Brewery. Not because, uh, I mean, the beer, I like the beer as well. But... <laughs> But because they have been able to do a beautiful job uh, putting the leyenda in the restaurant because it's the brewery, but it's a restaurant too. Um, and you feel proud, you know, that finally you have places that you can go and see uh, mm -hmm. this leyenda. So it's a plus. I needed to mention this because I remember being there and I'm like, oh my God, look, there, ahí están, el, el cadejo blanco y el negro. So mm -hmm. really nice, yeah. really nice. That's that's beautiful that they were to, they were able to incorporate um, you know having a good time with a little beer, but then also having that history behind it. Um, and I, and maybe I don't know, but this this was a um, by hearing it for the first time in, in the book, and then reading about it online, where it's on in the specifically in Salvador, but I'm I'm sure in in otros um. In other countries, I mean, uh, they have something very, very similar to, similar. to right? Very familiar mm -hmm. to it. Um, but it's beautiful, and the way that Javier place it, puts it in the store in the story is throughout his throughout his um his travels. Yeah, he 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 mentions it. Okay, please protect me. You know, and uh, to protect him during mm -hmm. his journey and everything. He's always thinking about him. And there was one incident in where um, they were stopped by the um, by the the police there in, in Mexico, and where he was like, "Please help me, protect me, protect me." And then when once it was it was done, he he was like, "I I know he was there protecting me." You know, oh, wow. so it was like oh, so touching. Yeah. And, and you know, going back, his you know his grandpa, his grandfather actually told him the story while they were waiting, in in Guatemala, <clears throat> told him the story about him. Um, so from that moment, he brings that, and I mean, even I, and I also think to myself like that is his last memory, uh, a memory that you know he shared with his grandfather, and so he's taking that with him along this journey. Um, and again, he's this nine-year-old kid. Where, yeah, so. This, so he takes it with him. He takes this this mm, protection for him. It's a protect. It's a protection, right? And um, so I just thought it was really beautiful the way he he his his um, grandfather brings it, gives him the story, and then he takes it takes it along with him. And 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 then again, it's like also part part of history because una leyenda salvadoreño, you know, so. Yeah. He said, like this tradi traditional story that he takes along with him, this piece of piece of him that he. Yeah. I know that's my perspective, right? He probably has a different perspective of it, but that's how I kind of interpret interpreted the whole story and everything um, of it. But I think it's it is one of those things that you can probably and and I'm and I do wonder like these leyendas que le dicen le dicen a los a los and everything you can probably interpret it in different in different ways of 
because like even with let's say Wanawa, right? It is a perfect thing where it's this woman that like, well, if you no te portas bien, you're gonna get this and whatever. Um and so I think it's it's also you can inter- interpret it as well as we know that mujeres they go through their own <laughs> their o- own um betrayals and so on yeah doing um that god you have to threaten these men or something i don't know <laughs> i'm probably going a whole different left left field with this idea or whatever but i don't know i think you can you can um see las leyendas in, in in a whole different in different ways and Definitely. What, was the, what, what was the purpose of it who may who, who knows to, to be honest with you i'm thinking the more that we're talking about them is maybe what you're saying is para dar una lección sí, sí. right yes Be- because there is one another uh leyenda que me que, que la tengo en la lista pero me acabo de acordar de la historia que escuché de él and they said is un duende how do you call oh. duende right hmm. so, so with the duende this is the story that I remember my abuelita Yoli, she told me about it, like, hay un duende que se le aparece a las mujeres hermosas, y en el pueblo de donde yo era, and I need to share it like this because it was in Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. Del pueblo de donde yo era, vi una muchacha tan bonita, preciosa, that el duende se le aparecía molestarla. But I think that the way that the, this uh, duende will bug her was like too much. I think that they've the girl felt as she mentioned como harassed, right? So what she started to do, the girl, um, cuando él se le aparecía, que iba a agarrar comida from the kitchen and she will get in the restroom, to eat in the restroom. So el duende era like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you eating in the restroom? That's disgusting, that's nasty. But she kept doing it. She noticed that he felt like nasty about seeing her doing something that you're not supposed to do right eating in the restroom and like come on <laughs> that she kept doing that every day until he he didn't come visit her anymore right. so it's funny right now like why my abuelita is telling me this right what is going on but I think the, the message behind was like see a you can be beautiful and everything but that's not gonna bring you everything in life mm-hmm. and you need to be careful with it because you don't know who you can bring into your life they're just going after your looks to do something wrong to you I think it was more that way because my abuelita yeah. always was like don't let anybody see you um you know like naked if you're changing make sure the door is closed and blah 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 so now that I think is maybe that was the message right like yeah you can be beautiful and have your your physical attributes and everything but careful with that careful with that and do something about it too right like don't stay like oh yeah this is what it is no that girl she jump in the the restroom (laughs) and she and she get off him like bugging her right but but yeah that esa leyenda del duende that's what it says he only appears to beautiful girls with that only purpose like para enamorarlas and everything Mm -hmm. but but when you think about it, that's creepy, right? Like, oh my God, no. And then at the same time, like, I just soy bonita, se me va a parecer a mí, verdad? Like, come on. I mean, it's funny. 
It is, it is. I guess you could see it in two ways. You could see it as like, oh, las mujeres bonitas. And but if they're only there for your looks and they can't see your flaws, right? Because her going into the bathroom, yeah, eating, which something <laughs> I definitely would never do, but that is her flaw or something. And if he can't oversee your flaw and he goes away, bueno, maybe that that guy's not meant for you you know right or it could also también say it as like you know si sos mujer bonita you have to always um portate como señorita right it's something to that aspect um or I don't know. Or just like all pretty women are not perfect. I don't know. We could say it in so many different ways, in so many different ways. But which would you, if you think about it, if this, I mean, that's the truth. I mean, you can be a, a beautiful person outside, but inside you can be like, uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. A persona like, uh uh-uh. uh. Right. So it's a good right. message. Yeah, it is good. I heard on those windows, but I heard it is the. Um, from my kid's um, grandfather, he had uh, from their dad's side, he had men- mentioned it. So I thought it was only in the me- Mexicana. So I didn't yeah, mention no. it. But again, it's one of those things. <laughs> todo, todos países tienen su yeah. version of uh, those the, the myths and leyendas or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I actually yeah. went to went to Zacatecas a year a couple of years ago with um, and we went to. It, in the this in the city Zacatecas, we went and we did this tour of Les Leyendas in Zacatecas. It was so beautiful because it was very theatrical and they played it out. And then you go onto this bus and you know, on the bus on the way, they're telling the story and the different um in the area in the area in Zacatecas. It was Zacatecas. If you've never been, it is it is. The city is tiene all these churches, beautiful, very. I mean, I I fell in love. I think it it's beautiful. It has a very mixed of kind of the city, but also they have been very good in preserving their um the buildings and the churches. So you kind of drive around and you talk about they talk about the las leyendas and where and where in Zacatecas in the the, the city did these take place super pretty so if anyone knows that that is something that maybe in a salvador is happening or if they are they have theater groups and everything my cousin actually has a theater group um in in a salvador he does for kids but he mm-hmm. it's their own storyline um but i think that would be something también, that they can bring bring these leyendas in to life well I need to share this because you remind me to this. I know there was a night tour they used to do in the Cementerio de los Ilustres that is in downtown San Salvador. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they say I have never been inside, just just out, outside of that cemetery. And it's called the Los Ilustres because I, I believe there's a lot of uh, important characters from El Salvador. But the thing is the architecture of the place is beautiful. I mean, um, las imágenes que se pueden ver, like angels or or even um, 
bustos of the faces of people that are in there. So I remember they used to do this. I know that we're going to have Primo Freddy for one of the edition of, of this uh, topic. And I know he's going to be able to share more about that. But I remember they were doing that. I don't remember how many times a week and if they're still doing it. But they used to do it. A lot of people, the group, you will pay for your ticket and you yeah. will go at night and they're sharing with you all of these stories who's buried there. And then, of course, scary stories about yeah. things that happen inside of the cemetery. So I think that one is the most related to that that mm -hmm. I know. But mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure there, there, there must be places where you can learn about this. I don't know if in the many museums that we have in El Salvador, if they have a space for this as well, because it's, it's really nice. It's really nice. Oh, and oh it's because God. there's so many stories, you know, and so many leyendas, because there's another one of La Carreta Bruja or La Carreta Chiona. And that one I remember. I don't know what it is. No digo que here in United States it doesn't happen. You always listen to things at night. But over there, you can always listen, because I used to live in Santa Tecla, right? Pero siempre se escuchaba, like, that noise of, like, a, sí, como que fuera una carreta, algo rodando, and uh -huh. then they, and everybody, la carreta chiona, y qué es eso, qué es la carreta chiona, and I have this friend from school, she's still one of my best friends, still this day, Karina, and she will share the story, right? Que la carreta chillona, there's no one uh, guiding la carreta. It's going by itself. And it's supposed to be looking for the lost souls of people that have passed away oh, there. Wow. So it's like, you don't have, here we go again. Si no hay que salir, para que vas a salir, la carreta chillona te va a encontrar y te va a llevar. Porque yeah. no distingue de vivos y muertos. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. she used to tell those stories very vividly. So it's like, really? Yeah. Nosotros lo hemos escuchado varias veces. You're like, what? I mean, that was part of her, right? Like, yeah, uh, trying to scare us. But no, it's curious. Yeah, vas a nuestros pueblos uh, donde vivimos y se escuchan cosas que no son lo normal. <laughs> so... I really believe you know that there's something is supposed to be this carreta chiona from other world. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? Now I think about it, I think my friend's dad was from Santa Tecla. And I do recall my dad telling me that Santa Tecla si tienen su own, their own um, differently and this compared to other parts of, it, of El Salvador. Que son bien conocidos de la, la, leyendas and the myths and the stories over there. So yeah. you never know. And then think about the Santa Tecla. It's also a very old city in El Salvador because if you go there, you can see the infrastructure or the buildings or the architecture. Um, and it, they have very old uh, architectural designs back from the Tiempo de la Colonia, right? Mm. Mm, but so there's a lot of schools. I went to one of those that 
those schools were Catholic. There are Catholic schools mm -hmm. y con monjas and this and that. So, you know, you know you have to have those leyendas. They're scary ones. De que se aparece la monja muerta. Like, come on. Like, oh. I used to listen to those things in my school. And like, ¿cuál, ¿cuál madre? ¿Cuál monja? Ahí está en una foto. At the principal's office, you can see the picture. She's there. That's the one. <laughs> nobody stays after school you know the people that have to stay because there's an event and we're preparing things or doing extra classes extra credits like be careful she can come away yeah. but I think it makes or or it lets you have a, a fun time right 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 that's what it does yeah. so I don't know what it is about humans I don't know <laughs> Like, like we need to have that spice, right? Yes, it's weird <laughs> and um, I don't know. These stories, these stories to scare the younger kids and whatever. But I don't know. I, I know. mean, I'm. I have to say, um, I just um, my daughter. She likes scary, scary movies. I am not a fan of scary movies. I'm not either. Or having kids. I was able to watch scary movies, but still, I get very into movies. So believe me, I'm the one that someone pops up with her thing. I'm screaming. I'm jumping. I'm yelling because I do. <laughs> I do zone. You leave them. Yeah. Yes. I zone into the movie and I try not to because there's some folks that I in my life that <laughs> that they predict what's happening okay my 16 year old and so he he <laughs> predicts what's happening he goes oh this is gonna happen oh she goes, like i am let me enjoy the movies stop ruining it for me um and so with those scary movies yeah i'm the one that jumps and screams and whatever but um i think after with, with having kids and stuff that really changed my mindset i can't i can't do it anymore I know. I feel the same way. Yeah, so I always um, believe in good and bad, you know. So that's yeah. why I'm like, nah, why to open that door, that gate? Mm -hmm. Like, no, thank you. Because I'm also a believer in signs, you know, like, oh, I mean, yeah. so, no, it's a big no. And <laughs> especially because these leyendas also are related to that dark side of, mm -hmm. I don't know, the other side. I don't know how, how to call it, como el lado malo, el lado negro, la muerte, and all of that, right? The scary boy. And yeah. it is funny because um, I know we've been mentioning this and it's going to keep happening. There's a story, there's a leyenda, and I even have seen it in, in movies, I think, stuff like that from other countries, but we call it La Descarnada. Mm. That one's new. I have, I've never heard of it. Okay, la de, pero I'm going to say it the right way. La descarnada. La descarnada. ¿Qué significa? Descarnada. No tiene carnes. Mm. So it's supposed to be this beautiful, gorgeous woman. And she's walking uh, close to the, to the streets or close to the highways or to the road. And she's aiming to find a, a man that is driving by himself. She asks for a ride. She gets in the car. She starts to talk nicely, you know, like here, trying to make him fall into being unfaithful and everything, right? And when they fall into that, they say the the skin starts falling off her until you only have 
that that means skeletal muscles the insides and then she kills them so here we go again <laughs> no se estén deteniendo a recoger a ninguna vieja like that right <laughs> porque le va a ir mal basically that's what it is i mean now that i think about that it's like oh my god like yeah. nunca like yeah. nunca don't even give a right to anyone that yeah. you don't know don't do that don't pick up anyone from the street so i think yes they have a very big meaning to oh, that right. <laughs> it has it has to you donde recogiendo gente que no saben right and, <laughs> and then they see that that men that have gone through that they they stay crazy forever mm. que no hablan se vuelven locos They're, that's part of the legenda right so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm laughing right now, but when they tell you about it, it's like as well, an adult, that, right? But then when you, you know. <laughs> right? But you tell these, you tell estas historias is you, los niños, right? You start telling the los niños, and so they, of course, they're so so naive. The children, they're they're innocent. They're very impressionable. So estas historias stay stay with them, and so, so not only that because I, I I had experienced that being young with my cousins in the car driving at night uh -huh. um i remember i don't know where we going but we were at the beach allá uh -huh. in, in sonsonate and we were going from one beach house to someone else's because i don't know ha venido alguien y van a pedir pupusas y vámonos en el carro vámonos ese vámonos you know <laughs> those streets they don't even have lights so you need to be very cautious with your lights and in, in uh -huh. because there's always people outside and guess what will we see a woman Just by herself. I mean, don't take me wrong. Quizás era una señora que vive cerca, conoce el camino y ella sin miedo. Pero ¿qué pasó? Ahí va la descarnada. Metele, metele, metele al carro. I'm like, what? So that's what happens, right? See? That stays with you forever, right? And then it's the first thing. So it is like, it's a paranoia. Yes, and, and you know what? Obviously, when you go to places like that, pueblitos, la playa, mm -hmm. siempre va a haber gente porque la gente, they know where they are at, the locals, right? Saben mm -hmm. where they can move, where they can go, what time, how, when, and if it's safe for them to go by themselves, right? So it happens. So please be cautious if you do that or if you need to leave early los pueblitos because there's always people like they need to they need to walk long distances so then they can get a bus so they can go to San Salvador. So, of course, it's going to happen. So, right. <laughs> so, instead of thinking it that way, oh, it's una señora del pueblo. No. <laughs> no. no the first thing, la descarnada. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it is funny, but... Yeah, they, they have that lesson to learn. Is yeah. like this one. I found this one, and I don't know if you found this one as well. The El Justo Juez de la Noche. No, no, I did not. But I think our beloved Mr. Artis Viaggio, he did That post it. Artist. Yes, yes. He posted it a couple of weeks ago. Um, yes. I didn't. I I didn't have a chance to read it, but I, I saw it really quickly. I was like, oh, okay, I'll have to come back to it. So no, that's probably the only time I've heard of it. So a ver, cuéntanos. So, so el justo juez de la noche basically it reminds me to el jinete sin cabeza. 
Mm. because it's supposed to be a ghost and he's riding a horse and instead of a head he's having uh, coming out of his body mm -hmm. so he's always usually well dressed and he has like um, how do you call it? un lasso mm -hmm. so he can punish people that tuvieron la, like yeah que tuvieron el atrevimiento de salir en la noche like that so uh, he's supposed to ask questions as well to mm -hmm. to those people that he was finding on the road mm -hmm. um but is I mean it's uh, a, it sounds like it's a common yeah. outcome just don't go out at night Nothing good comes out of it, you know? Nothing comes out of going out at night, basically, people. Don't go out. Nothing happens. Nothing good happens when you go out at night. But, yeah, that, when I when I found that, it's like, yeah, El Jinete Sin Cabeza, I have seen it with Johnny Depp over yes. there in Sleepy Hollow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I'm thinking maybe that Leyenda is part of the mix that we have, you know, leg leyendas que vinieron con los españoles and then us indigenous people. So we have a bunch of them that mix. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, look at that. Yeah. It's yeah. And you do and you do wonder if these leyendas, now that you mentioned it, are, are indigenous in, in Salvador, I do wonder if they did have some myths and some, or some truth behind it. And then with yes, generation, yeah. generation, se cambiado in mm -hmm. a in ways but yes and, and, and that's the curious part because then I found another one that I had never heard of and mm -hmm. that's supposed to be uh, a very um native indigenous uh, leyenda que es la cuyancua o cuyancua that it's supposed to be from el departamento de Sonsonate mm -hmm. in, 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 from Isalco to be specific So he was supposed to be a messenger of rain. And I believe he takes a very strange form. He, I mean, his body takes a strange form. So his upper part looks like a pig. Mm. And the bottom part looks like a snake. And his legs like human hands like that this is oh the very God. yeah Reaching but this is the, in a way yeah exactly exactly so to me is a very new one uh leyenda that i didn't have a clue so basically he's associated to a uh, very strong storms that we have in el salvador mm. and when he cannot walk guess what se va a arrastrar because he has the snake part mm. right But when he does that, he's the responsible one to make uh, movements in the in la tierra. And I mean, I, I, I'm not sure. It's the first time I'm telling you. He's supposed to have the ability also to create like little lakes, like water. So I don't know. If someone has heard about this one, please share with us because I truly didn't know about this uh, character, muy mitológico, like you said. Uh, completely new to me but I'm very proud that we have these stories as well because you will think no pues no solo la mitología griega verdad mm -hmm. no señor también tenemos nosotros eh, those uh, characters so yeah. 
it was very interesting. Those are the main characters that I was able to find related to Leyendas. However, I was able to find other Leyendas or myths that we have. And I don't know if you were able to, to, to find this one. But there's La Leyenda de la Flor de Amate. Have you heard this one? Oh. Okay. So La Flor de Amate, it is a tree that we have in El Salvador. And supposedly the story is related to uh, uh, un campesino that went and fell asleep under the tree. And then this tree was able to give this beautiful uh, flower, La Flor de Amate. And when the flowers fell, he grabbed the flowers. And when he went back home, when he took the flowers out of his bag, they were gold. The flowers, o sea, no, they transform into gold. So it's supposed to be, the, the, this flower is supposed to be magic and give you good luck and health to people. Nunca he visto una flor de estas. Mm-hmm. I don't have a clue if it's true, right. but también es la primera vez que escuché esta leyenda. Y otras más, el mico brujo. I want a mico brujo. You know that sometimes to the monkeys we call them mico. Mico perico, they, you call yeah. the kids, right? Because they're not still. So this story is supposed to be from the Mayans all the way uh, de, de, del tiempo de los Mayas. And it's well known in all Central America. So the story with this one is an evil being that attacked men, guess what? Who left their woman? <laughs> so here we go again, right? <laughs> I love it. But there is one that is more related to us, La Sirena en la Laguna de la Alegría, that we were talking about La, la, la Laguna de la Alegría cuando hablamos from the Departamentos del Salvador. And it refers to a, a mermaid. So basically it says that this mermaid, she lives there in La Laguna and she comes out only at nights and she charms men and um, she dares them to jump into La Laguna because you know that Laguna, you shouldn't be in that Laguna because it is not to no está permitido que las personas se metan porque tiene azufre, which means it's not good for your health. So what the mermaid does is she dares you to jump in there and, and, and get in there with her. So basically you're going to die. <laughs> so that one. So basically. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's one more. La Laguna de Aramuaca en San Miguel, que es un asentamiento indígena en this uh, asentamiento, I believe it was covered or it was destroyed and people are living underwater, supposedly. And the beautiful thing about that story is the same thing that you can listen. Mm-hmm. People talking, laughing, working, doing things because it's believed their spirits are still down there. Oh my God, Steve. That's pretty cool. Yeah. See, I like those stories. I kind of sto- stories because there's like still it's scary. Don't get me wrong, right? And these souls and everything, but then it kind of gives you it's a it's a, in a way that you are still a memorial somehow. Yes. You know, 
souls are still there or their souls or their presence is still yeah. there. It's nice, you know, because there, there's this, this last one leyenda that I found of La Pilona in La Unión. And it was from a tribe, the Lenca tribe, mm -hmm. uh, from Los Conchaguas, that now it is um, a city from La Unión. So the thing is that they were building this big pila. As we know, a pila is like um it's just like a sink. It's found it's a big yeah. sink that its purpose is to be filled with water so you can have that water to do whatever you need to do in El Salvador, right? So the thing is they built this pila and then a big storm came and it filled all of the water. It filled up the pila with water, right? So that's why la pilona, like a big pila. Mm -hmm. But the beautiful thing of this story is that it's known to give long life to people who drank from it. So it's like right. our version of, of La Fuente de la Juventud, right? Yeah. 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 That's perfectly said. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, see, there's, yeah, I definitely, there. I'm sure there's a lot more out yeah. there haven't heard so if anyone has any stories please send us a message um, message and let us know because I would want I would definitely want to learn all all of this or if there's a book out there that'd be really cool the leyendas from I believe there is yeah leyendas del salvador right yeah yeah um so please share with us it would be great and I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode I think it was fun um and learning this new stuff um kind of kind of in a in a softer way um of all these legends and always learn good to learn um but anyhow there's more to come as Tati mentioned we want to have Primo Freddy a ver his his intake and um and there's other and where and where this came from, like where these leyendas came from, how they they evolved throughout the years or are we even telling them correctly, right? Because this, yes. this is little things that we heard as growing up, and then as well as what we have we found our in our own in our own our research way. Um, so yes, please share with us if you are aware of any others stories. What's the story behind it? Or was like, oh no, it's actually this correct. way, the correct way, whatever. Um, so let us know. But really hope you you enjoyed this episode with us and more to come um for this last myths and the end of the del Salvador. thank you uh, for listening everyone all right thank you. that's a wrap so let's talk talk to you guys all soon bye bye